We welcome those of you who are joining us from downstairs in our traditional sanctuary or online. I'm Pastor Kyle Thompson. Thank you for being here today. Uh, also, again, good to see everyone who here in our modern sanctuary. It's good to be the church together in many different ways and places, but one God, one church, one message. Uh, we are in this series called Whatever It Takes, and it kind of started out with a question that one of my sons had for me one day. He said, Dad, what would happen if someone kidnapped me and ransomed me for a million dollars? What would you do? I said, well, I don't have a million dollars laying around, but I would do whatever it takes to get you back. And I know that you all would do that for people that you love uh, who are hurting and concerned. And so we celebrate today that Jesus does whatever it takes to win us back, to be in a right relationship with God, that we are created in God's image and there's goodness inside of us. And we also have the ability to choose that we have free will and sometimes we make bad choices. And because of that, we hurt other people, we hurt ourselves. And there are a lot of consequences from that, death and guilt and shame and hell and and Jesus doesn't want that to be, and so he left heaven to come to the earth, become a human being, and to die on a cross to take on, upon himself all those bad consequences that we have, guilt, shame, death, and hell, to defeat them. And he came back to life so that we can now be forgiven and have life to the full now and life forever in the kingdom of heaven. And so Jesus does whatever it takes to win us back, and we celebrate that each and every Sunday. And, and so then Jesus says later in the New Testament, that he has a new command for us to love one another. That's not new, but to love one another as he loved us. And I read into that several things, and one of those is, are we willing to do whatever it takes to reach other people for Jesus? Are we willing to do that? The Apostle Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, who was a pastor in the first century in the Mediterranean world, would go around and he'd start churches and he'd write letters to the churches that became most of the New Testament, says in the Bible, he says, I have become all things for all people. So that by all means, at least some of them might be saved by God. Paul tried to reach everyone that he came into contact with. Jewish people, non-Jewish people, men, women, rich, poor, slave, free. Paul did whatever it took to reach people for Jesus. And this series is just asking us, what are we willing to do to help people in our community discover life to the full in Jesus? Are we willing to give God our time? Are we willing to give God our talent? Are we willing to give God our treasure? What does that look like? And so it's all going to culminate next Sunday for those of us who call South Park Church home, whether we come in person or we're online worshipers, uh, to make a commitment to serve God in 2024. Uh, there's some packs of information out on the table out there uh, outside of both sanctuaries. It says Stewardship 2024. If you haven't yet gotten one of those in, the, in your email or in person, I invite you to grab that today and just take it home, think about it, and pray about it. Uh, and it has instructions how to do that. What are we willing to do? to share this good news of Jesus that we are so blessed to have. So glad you're here today to be a part of this conversation. I know hopefully most of us this week were able to vote, to go out uh, and make some uh, choices for local elections. Uh, and today is also, this weekend's also Veterans Day. And so thanks to all of you veterans who serve our country. Yeah, that's right. We can say that for sure. Uh, to make this a safe place where we can go and we can vote freely and we can express our opinions. Uh, and I know that I'm sure, and I'm not going to do this, but if I took a poll about who you voted for and all that kind of stuff, we would have many different opinions today. Uh, some of us voted for Republicans, some of us voted for Democrats, some of us voted for both, right? So we're probably all over the board politically, just like our nation is, right? There's a lot of divide when it comes to politics and social things in, in the world. But what makes me have lots of joy every Sunday that I get up here to talk to you and and part of what we do in church is that all of us are coming together from different ideas and walks of life and politics, and we're coming together today to celebrate what we have in common. 
And that's the love of Jesus Christ. That's the gospel of the good news, that God created us in his image, that there's goodness in all of us, that Jesus died for us, and he came back to life when we get it wrong, and we are unified in that. We're not uniform, right? We don't look like each other. We, we don't think like each other, right? Which is great. I think that's what the church is supposed to be all about. We're a place where there are Democrats and Republicans. There are independents. There are men and women. They're young and old. They're rich and poor. They're black and white. There's gay and straight, right? That we come together to celebrate what we have in common. And what we have in common is amazing. It's the hope of the world. And I'm privileged to be a pastor of a church like this. I'm proud of you for what we are as a congregation because the world needs more of this, right? The world is so divided. The world needs an example where people can come together and disagree about a lot, but agree about something powerful, that we're all God's children, that we have Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So thank you for that. So I'm going to spend some time today celebrating what we are for rather than what we are against. Celebrating the wonderful ministries that are happening in the life of the church because of all that you make possible. What we celebrate today is what we have in common, what we stand for rather than what we stand against. And obviously, the main thing is Jesus Christ, to be in a loving, personal relationship with God. God has plans for your life God wants to do great things in your life. God loves you, has created you in God's image, which is good. Even when we mess up, God still loves us and was willing to do whatever it took to win us back, to die for us. So today we celebrate. I want to start off by talking about celebrating uh, what we do in our ministry of worship. Right? And I said earlier today, and I know Pastor Lindsay said it downstairs, we have two styles of worship. So we have traditional worship that happens downstairs. We have modern worship that we have here upstairs. And it's the same message, it's the same sermon, it's the same church. We hang out with each other after worship downstairs, coffee and donuts. we got people online who are joining us in worship. It's all about the proclamation of the good news of Jesus. And we come and we sing and we pray and we read the Word of God. We dig into what the Scripture teaches us so that we can apply it to our lives. It helps us with our core values of transformation and relationships and generosity. And it's a lot of fun. And God's doing some amazing things. We've grown in our worship attendance this year in person 7%. That's the first growth we've had since the pandemic took all churches a big step backwards. Most churches lost between 20 and 30% of their congregations. All right, so God's starting to, to bring us growth again. We reach over 400 people on average every week through our online ministry. All right, so it's not just the people in the room. It's also people who are out there. And we love you guys. Thank you for being a part of our congregation. Uh, up here in the modern service, like, I'm just so proud of Cole and the band and our AVL teams, and uh, we've grown the ministry. We've added three vocalists this year. We have a, a, a band that they're professionals. Like it's amazing what they do to lead us in worship every Sunday. And downstairs, like John uh, is leading us now, and he has built the choir up. And we have people like Carolyn who are filling in for him today as he's on vacation, and and just it's awesome. So can we just give some love and praise to our worship <laughs> leaders? what we're doing and what they do in the back back there and, and streaming from one service to the other you can't imagine how complicated it is you think it would be easy but it, it's nutso and then the people that are running my slides up here like trying to anticipate what I'm going to say is crazy right so there's just a lot of people behind the scenes uh, that you'll never know exist but they are they are making this place awesome 
Uh, I want to speak about our hospitality ministry. Uh, there's Peggy. She's one of our uh, hospitality leaders, right? These are the wonderful people that greet you on Sunday mornings when you come into the church. They're smiling at you. They help you find your way, get you to coffee and donuts. Um, they are also helpful with our Wednesday night dinners or when we have something like a funeral to help the families be welcome when we come for services like that. Uh, it's just amazing how warm and friendly our folks are. And that's intentional. I think we have that naturally, but, but our leaders work on that. Um, Jenny McEwen helps lead that ministry. Uh, um, uh, a bunch of lay leaders help do that. Lori and Chris do all that kind of stuff. And it's just phenomenal. And, and all of you are, are warm and friendly. So thank you for being just, we're all on the hospitality team, whether we're officially serving or not. And so, you know, oftentimes when people come to the church, right, we are their first impression. Right, and so thank you for being a good first impression for Jesus. Because sometimes I know you're coming here and you're flying and you're wrestling your kids to get in there to something to close to get here, right? And you maybe you've had a bad week, but you get here and you're kind to each other. So I really appreciate that. We're all part of the hospitality team, and I think also I'd like to highlight our communications ministry that Brad leads, and uh, that's our newsletter, our website, our social media. Uh, just making people aware that they're welcome and knowing what's going on, right? That's a lot of stuff that goes on uh, behind the scenes as well. And so we really want people to feel welcome as part of our family here at South Park Church. So thanks all of you who are doing hospitality. Uh, also want to speak about our children's ministry. Uh, I love that picture of Macy right there laughing. That's great. So this is uh, our kids' uh, birth through the fifth grade. We, we have a ministry for them called Explorers. Uh, they're down there on Sunday mornings, uh, and uh, it's a, a great way that they, that they do this. They have this awesome curriculum. It's a little pricey, but it's totally worth it because it helps kids know who Jesus is. Um, we have a lot of teachers in our congregation, and, and they tell us about how a lot of students in their, in their classes, even in kindergarten, have the, the, the deck stacked against them in life because of their home circumstances or disabilities or financial circumstances right, violence in the home, right, that the world is stacked against them from day one. And so in our ministry for children, we want kids to be safe. We have a safe sanctuaries policy that we are strictly adhere by to make sure that, that the kids that come to us and are trusted with us remain safe uh, and that they learn that Jesus loves them. Uh, we were going through the uh, annual evaluation of Savannah, our children's uh, minister, and uh, she had wrote some things about that. And one of our uh, leadership team members who was in the evaluation started tearing up, just hearing how our young students are coming to know that Jesus loves them and that they love Christ, right? That's what it's all about. And they do these fun things. They go to the children's theater. They go to the night's game. They do these pumpkin parties. We have these big Christmas and Easter events. Uh, and they also give back. I love them. They, they, they have latched onto this group. And Matthew's called Bright Blessings. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. But Bright Blessings helps children who don't have enough money have birthday parties, right? And have books and have everyday items that you need, toiletries and things that you need to go to school with. And so our children partner with Bright Blessings to help other children know the love of Christ, right? That's just powerful to see what's going on in that ministry. Our student ministry, our youth ministry, right? We welcome people with holy genes. I love it. Uh, it's one of our neighbors, actually. And uh, this is uh, from grades 6 through 12. We're doing something new with students this year, which I'm super excited about. We've joined with three other local churches to have a combined youth group so that we have as many kids as possible. And we're just underway getting this going, but it's a lot of fun. So we, we all go to, to a church together. We have lunch. 
then we play some fun games, play some sports, whatever, uh, and then we break down into uh, breakout sessions based on age and gender, and we have enough kids to do that, and it's amazing. And we've got kids from all over Charlotte, from all kinds of walks of backgrounds coming together, and they're getting to know each other, to love each other, to love God. Uh, we're planning for retreats away. We're planning for mission trips to go out and serve. Uh, and it's a really cool ministry, and we're still learning how to handle all the logistics, but Brad, our director of youth ministry, is doing a really cool job, and so uh, we celebrate with our students today as well. Uh, our adult discipleship, this is how we make disciples of Jesus when we're not here on Sunday mornings worshiping. Uh, we have different types of group. We have life groups. These are like groups that go through the ups and downs of life together, usually meeting in homes, and they'll study uh, the scripture. They'll study life issues from a Christian perspective, how to you know, parent, how to you know, go to work, how, all kinds of things uh, about being a Christian in life. Uh, we have affinity groups. That's just people that get together from the church that like to do something together. Like we have a book club. We have like a knitting group. They also do some mission stuff, so it's really cool. And we have some Sunday school classes uh, that, that study the Bible, study different studies to learn more about God on Sundays. And so it's really cool. And so our adult discipleship, we'd love for you to plug into that if you're not yet plugged into that. Pastor Lindsay leads that ministry, and she does that very well. Uh, we have a young women's group and a young men's group that's relatively new. Uh, they both have uh, almost doubled over the last year, and at least 75% of their members are new members to the church in the last two years, right? So new people, young people coming to know the love of Christ, and it's awesome. Our small groups also are the first point of contact that care for each other. So when someone gets married or has a kid graduate, they celebrate. If someone's sick, they take them a meal. Uh, if someone dies, uh, they comfort them. We've had a lot of deaths in our church recently. Uh, and the folks who died, their loved ones who were left are in these small groups, and they are just surrounded by love, and it's, it's powerful. Uh, it's really cool to see that. We uh, recently, we just one of our recent funerals, celebrations of life, uh, we have a group in the church that comes, and, um, and they have food for a reception for the family to meet those who come to the service afterwards, and they were sending an email around. And by mistake, it went to someone outside the church who had a similar email address. And this gentleman wrote back. He said, hey, look, I think you got the wrong person. Um, but I think what you're doing is amazing, that you're loving and caring for each other. And I would like to do something for the family that lost someone. I want to send them flowers. I want to send them a gift card. Like, that's awesome, right? That's just an accidental testimony of the love that we have that happens in our adult discipleship. Uh, so I just invite you to think about checking out one of these groups. They're listed in that list that I talked about. Um, it's the life's bre uh, bread of our church, and so it's really cool what happens. Uh, also, prayer. There's Pastor Lindsay and Ryan. Uh, they've been leading a couple of prayer meetings uh, that we've had this year, and it's awesome. Like, we, we stick around after church, and we just spend time praying. Because a lot of us are intimidated by prayer. How do I talk to God? How do I hear from God? What does that look like? Please help me, right? So we've been scheduling these opportunities for prayer. We have prayer teams in the service. Um, we talk about this every uh, Sunday in our announcements. We love to pray for you throughout the week. And we get those cards, and we take those cards very seriously. Um, we also have a prayer, a breakfast. On, well, it used to be breakfast. Now it's a call-in. It's on Tuesday mornings where you can call in and talk to some other Christians. There's like a short devotional, and then they pray for each other. So you can call in from work. You can call in from you know home, wherever. Uh, it's about 15 minutes, and it's just a great way to start off your day with prayer. We have other small groups that, that focus on prayer, and so we want to stay connected to God through talking to God and listening to God. 
congregational care. Um, we take care of each other. Again, we said the small groups, we take, we take care of each other. But we also have groups in the church that if you're not in a small group or something, something different's happening, we care for you as well. We have a transportation ministry to help bring people who can no longer drive to church to church. We need some more help with this, honestly, but it's, it's a cool thing. Uh, we have people that bring meals to people. They, they might have had a death in the family or something. They're sick or something. Uh, we have people that write cards. They have uh, gift packages, you know, things like that. It's just we want to make sure that people, as we go through life, don't fall through the cracks. And so our congregational care ministry uh, is really sweet. It's powerful. And, again, it, the ground level is small groups. But if you're not in a small group, we still want to care for you. And we want to make sure uh, that we know what's going on in your life. So love to have more people be a part of that. Uh, our outreach ministry, uh, other churches might call this missions. This is where we go out and we help people who are hurting out in the world. Uh, and our approach from a church-wide perspective is we have four areas that we concentrate on um, because we want our outreach to make an impact. Um, one time in the church, we were doing like 200 things and we weren't doing any of them well. Uh, and so we decided several years ago to try to hone that down to where the church has four main focal points. Uh, but if anyone else in the church wants to serve somewhere else or do something else, that's awesome, right? We're not, it's not either or, it's both and. Uh, so our four areas uh, of outreach ministry, hunger and homelessness, I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. Um, but children and families, we partner with Pinewood Elementary School and also some with Beverly Woods Elementary School uh, to be in front of kids. Uh, we provide uh, some clothes. We had a clothes drive recently that we did some of that for. Um, we provide teacher appreciation, like we'll take them some goodies, uh, and they really appreciate that because it's hard being a teacher, those of you who are teachers, uh, and sometimes you don't get appreciated, so we want to make sure that they feel appreciated. Uh, we shop for kids for Christmas, things like that, uh, school supplies for teachers. Uh, you guys are very generous in, in doing things for children and families in our community. Uh, human trafficking, we fight against human trafficking. Uh, men, women, and uh, children, especially women and children, are enslaved. Charlotte's number one in the state of North Carolina in human trafficking and in the top ten in the nation. We're not proud of that, so we fight that. Uh, and we sponsor two groups, Dahlia Grove uh, and Justice Ministries. Uh, they have three safe houses between them for women and children who are rescued. They go to a safe house. They, they are safe. They can stay there. Uh, get their lives back together. They're, they have shelter. They have food. Uh, some of them, if they're addicted to drugs or alcohol, we go into programs for that. Uh, there's counseling. There's also helping them find careers and education. Um, and you guys make that possible. And so we're fighting against human trafficking in our city because of what you do. Uh, our international ministry is Haiti. They were with us a few weeks ago. Uh, so we sponsor a school and a church and a medical clinic there. Uh, if you remember, Haiti is like the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, and uh, they have no government. It's run by gangs, um, but we've helped carve out this little special place in Haiti that brings hope. And so a couple thousand kids hear about the gospel of Jesus. They get a, a warm meal every day at school where they wouldn't get it otherwise. Uh, individually, we have 68 different students that you all sponsor, uh, and so we're making a difference uh, in the life of Haiti. I want to go back to hunger and homelessness for the next slide. Um, can you go? Yeah, we go. So meals. We prepare a lot of meals for people. We packed 10,000 meals in this room uh, to feed the hungry people that were, it was shipped to Haiti. 
uh, it's like this uh, assembly line, and there's music going on, and you ring a gong after every 1,000 meals. It's just a lot of fun, and so all ages do that. Um, and then here locally, we pack 850 local meals a month. Okay, so that's with Roof Above uh, and one of the men's shelters here. So we're cranking out 850 meals a month from this congregation through your giving and through the hands-on ministries. Like, that's something to celebrate. We have 40 book bags that go to Pinewood Elementary, uh, and we, in those book bags we put food. Because right? a lot of these kids don't eat. Their only meal is at school in America, near our church. Right? So we send them with book bags that are full of food. Uh, we're getting ready to do Room at the End again. I mentioned that. Lindsay mentioned that in our uh, announcements today. Helping homeless people in our city have a safe place to sleep, uh, have uh, something to eat. Uh, and when we do Room at the End, it's going to be with women and children uh, as we partner with Light of Christ. Uh, so these are our church-wide outreach efforts. And there's room for all of you to be a part of this. Thank you for your generosity that makes this possible. And then we have people that have just a special calling and do things on their own, which is cool. There's a lady in our church that has a teddy bear ministry that she takes teddy bears to kids that are in hospitals uh, and at schools. Uh, and then she just puts all this love into it and puts a little note that God loves them and South Park Church loves them. Right? That's something she does on her own. Uh, we've got a member of our leadership team that's recently got involved in prison ministry on his own and is helping others to minister to 1,400 prisoners who were locked away. And have some of them made bad mistakes? Absolutely. Does God love them? Absolutely. And this is just a person in our church making a difference in the name of Jesus. Right? That's what we have to stand for. Right? These are great things that God is doing in our midst, and you all make that possible. Uh, our community engagement ministry, uh, this is how we have a group in the church that wants to engage the people of South Park, right? The businesses, the apartments, all the people that live around us. This is on our terrace. Uh, we're meeting with the, the people in Apex South Park here from the bank and the restaurants and the apartments, uh, the hotel, right? And so we're forming these relationships uh, with people in South Park. So there's several different groups. There's South Park Community Partners. Uh, it's a group uh, that brings people together, uh, business leaders uh, in South Park, to find out how we can do things together. Right, so recently, uh, and there's Apex South Park, that's where we are. It's the apartments, the hotel, the restaurants, um, the bank, the Stake 48, all that kind of stuff, how we can come together and make this a good place. And we recently did a food drive together. Uh, and so we got all these canned goods from all the folks here, and we're giving that uh, to the local food bank, right, Second Harvest Food Bank. So it's just really cool how we're doing that. The hotel that's behind us, the Hyatt-centric, is one of our best partners. Uh, we do a lot of cool things with them. We have people from the apartments, people from the hotel who come and worship with us, part of our congregation. Uh, and so it's just a really special thing. One of our, our visions of rebuilding our campus was to be the center of the culture. And it's cool to see that some of these things are really happening and that God's doing that and blessing that as we try to reach our community for Christ. So we have these relationships and we share the love of Jesus with our neighbors right here where God planted us. Um, all right, so our building also, part of our vision was to get as many people in the community here, right? We want to be an intersection of the church and the community, right? So we open our doors, and we have all kinds of folks who come into our church building every every year, right? So we've got the Apex South Park group. I just talked about that. We have bridal showers, rehearsal dinners, and weddings, not just from our church, but from people who have nothing to do with our church, 
but they think it's a cool church and they want to get married here. It's a really awesome way to witness to people. Uh, the Charlotte Chinese School meets here every weekend, uh, which is really cool. Choate Construction, they built our building. They have some meetings here. The Colony, it's another apartment group, has met here. In Town Golf, they are right down the street here in our development. Um, the Lumi School, they do children's theater on this stage here. They've done all kinds of programs. It's really sweet and cute. Um, NACE, that's a group of event planners in Charlotte. It's a really big deal. We have photography people who come in here. Our South Park Community Partners, I mentioned. The U.S. Auto Force has been here. I can't tell you who, but we've had tons of professional athletes come for photo shoots here. Uh, I mean, it's really cool how this church is being used to give us an opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus with people in our community. Let's keep going. Uh, we have nonprofits that meet here. Bright Blessings, I mentioned that. Uh, Dahlia Grove, again, that's human trafficking. We fight against EWO and Friends Empowering Haiti are two of our Haiti ministries. Uh, Full Circle, this is a really cool one. This is a, a recovery group for people who are addicted to drugs and alcohol uh, in high school and in their 20s and 30s. They're here every week, and they're giving these young people a chance to have a new life in our building. Right? I'm just so proud that we can house things like this in our community. Young Life uh, is a group for high schoolers, uh, uh, young people to teach them about Christ. They had a big uh, planning event here for all of their leaders, and so we were glad to host that. Let's keep going. Uh, other churches, Myers Park United Methodist, right? They've got an incredible campus, but they needed to get away, so they wanted to come here. Like, absolutely, come on over. Uh, our South Charlotte United Methodist churches, we had an outside group called the Trailblazers, right? And so um, we've got all this stuff going on in our campus, which is really cool. And you guys make that possible. And we're changing lives for Jesus. We are an intersection. We, we're a crossroads. We are a place where people can find Jesus, right? Our vision was to be a well, right? Uh, in the Bible, there's a woman that goes to the well, and she meets Jesus. She didn't go to the well to meet Jesus. She went to the well to get some water, right? Everything that's around us is a well. All these restaurants and apartments and hotels, right? we built, helped build all this, make it possible so that we can be in the middle of that to share the good news of Jesus with other people. And there's a lot of our staff and lay leadership behind the scenes that make this possible. You guys know who you are, and we're very appreciative of all that you do. And so I guess a question, a couple of questions is, how do we do this? Why do we do this? Uh, what's, what, what's possible? Right? We do this to reach people for Jesus. How we do it is, is you, with your time and your talent. Right? We talked about that last week. You have gifts and abilities, and you serve God through the ministries of this church. And we're making a huge difference. Two weeks ago, we talked about how we're supposed to give money to God. Right? You guys are generous. None of this would happen without you supporting the church financially. We talked about, well, why do we give God money? Right? Well, one, uh, everything is God's. We're just managers of it. Right? We make and earn money, but we do that with the great gifts that God gives us. So everything that we own is God's money. We're stewards. We're managers of that. We're generous because God's generous. Right? God gave everything for us. He asked us to give in return, when we give money to God, it says, God, you're number one in my life, even in my wallet, even in my purse, right, with my time, my talent, my treasure. Today, I wanted to show you how we use that money, right, how it actually makes an impact on people in South Park all the way around the world, right? What we do is so important, and at the heart of that is the gospel of Jesus, the good news. That's what separates us from our message is the good news of salvation in Jesus, and all this makes it possible. So I want to show you some scripture that really support this and just to thank you for your generosity. 
Um, this is Paul writing to the church in Corinth. And what he's asking them to do, these Christians live in Corinth. It's in the area of Greece in, in the modern world. And he's asking this church to give a financial offering to support the Christians who are in Jerusalem and Israel that are really struggling financially. Uh, and so this is what Paul says. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but it's also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. Your financial gifts, your gifts of time and talent are making a difference. People are coming to faith in Jesus. Thank you. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the, of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. Salvation, right? It's indescribable. Let's keep going with Hebrews 13, 16. And do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. We sacrifice our time. We sacrifice our talent. We sacrifice our money to help people live life to the full in Christ. And this is from Acts 2, 44 through 45. This is the early church. This is powerful stuff. Listen to this. All the believers were together, and they had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had a need. There was no need in the early church because everybody did whatever it took. I'm not advocating for socialism. I'm not advocating for communism or anyism. Early church loved each other and they did whatever it took to reach people for Jesus. Thank you for being a church like that. Thank you for giving your time and your talent and your treasure. So what's the point today? What's the big idea? What's the takeaway? This is what I think it is. Um, oh, actually, I just, I'm jumping ahead. I'm getting emotional here. <laughs> In transparency, let me show you just a little bit about where your money goes, okay? One cool thing about our congregation is uh, we have congregational giving, but we also have other sources of income that help us do all these things that we're doing, right? So you have we have congregational giving. Uh, we have tenants downstairs, the bank and the orthodontist. Uh, pay um, uh, lease and we take that money and we use it for the church uh, we have a third space uh, that we're this close to, to signing off on if you guys will just give that some prayer uh, that's in the paperwork with our attorneys right now and hopefully soon i'll announce our third and final tenant right so we have this income uh, from ultimately three tenants downstairs that we own the first floor space uh, we also some of those groups that you saw they lease space here like we you know we give nonprofits they can come be here free whatever but some of these other places you know, pay a little fee to, to use our space, and so that helps us out. Uh, and then the digital sign that you see out here, it has uh, it's a revenue stream as well. So we have additional streams of revenue. Uh, we're trying to be smart in our stewardship uh, with that. Uh, let's keep going, all right? And so this year, our budget is uh, $1.4 million, uh, and we anticipate congregational giving to be about $720,000, right? So we have other streams of revenue, Plus, what you guys give as a congregation goes towards uh, our budget and all those cool things that we just talked about, okay? Uh, let's keep going here. So we have a long-term plan, right? We, we've built what we think is our, we call it our 100-year building, right? We were in our last building for 50 years. We want to be in this one for 100 years, plus or minus, right? We just, we've got a cool place that we think we're going to be here for a while, and we feel really good about that. Uh, right now, we're working on our 100-year financial plan. Right, so how are we going to take care of the ministries of the church for the next 100 years? Because in our last church, we had like $2 million of deferred maintenance, and we only had like $100,000 in the bank. 
So we got into a real tight spot. So we're trying to do it differently this time. So we set aside what was $2.5 million. It's now about $2.7 million in capital reserve investments. And this money will go to take care of this building for 100 years. So when the HVAC goes out, when the elevators stop working, when we need new lighting systems, that sort of thing, right? So there's some very strict rules that this money is marked to make sure that the building moves forward, right? So if we get in trouble with our operations, like for worship and children's and student ministry, we can't just run and tap that out because it's, it's attractive, right? $2.7 million is just sitting there, but there are a lot of rules that keep us from doing that so that this building will be here and we can do ministry, right? We're in the midst of doing a feasibility study for our Performing Arts Center, so there's a big section of our building that we haven't finished, and we're super excited that we're going to have some type of Performing Arts venue there, and that's going to bring more people to meet our vision of being that crossroads of the community, and it will also bring additional income into, uh, to help the church. And eventually, we do have a mortgage that all this stuff will add up to retiring our mortgage, right? And so then once the mortgage is paid off, all the money coming in from leasing is all going to go into ministries. And so our long-term plan, I think, is really solid, and it's being good stewards, being good managers of what God has given us. Now, I'll be honest, in the short term, we're feeling a pinch because we're coming out of the pandemic, we're coming out of uh, inflation, recession. Like you guys know, you all know it. It's hitting you in the pocketbook, the wallet, right? gas, food prices, everything, right? So in the short term, right, we've got mortgage payments. We pay property tax on our tenants, what they give us for leasing. And we have CAM fees. This is common area maintenance. It's like if you live in housing developments like HOA fees. Right? So we, we pay to have parking deck here, like the lights, the security. Our CAM fees, thanks to COVID and all that good stuff, are 200% more than we thought they were. That's making our short term two to three years until we get into that performing arts center really tight. Right? And so this is what I'd like to ask you to think and pray about this next slide. Right? So you guys are giving about $720,000 to the congregation for our ministries. We could really get that up to somewhere around 870 to 920. You guys can do the math on that over the next couple of years until we can get fully leased, get the performing arts center up and running. That would help us out tremendously. We're feeling some tight stuff short-term. Again, you see the long-term picture is, is, is nice, right? but short-term is tight. Now, that, that's a hike, right? That's a hike if you do the math on that. Um, but if we do that together and we give based on what God's blessed us with, it's not a problem. Right? We, we've got that. God's blessed us. right? So it's just something I'd like you guys to think and pray about uh, as we come into next week as we make this commitment. Just try to be transparent about where we are, the ups and downs, the challenges. We all have these in our houses, right? We probably all have budgets about where it's tight, where it's not tight, that kind of stuff. So we want you to know where the money's going, what it's doing, and where we are short and long term. So getting to the so what, right? We do whatever it takes with our treasure to reach people for Jesus. So two weeks ago, we talked about why we give to God. Last week, we talked about giving our time and our talent. And today, I just wanted you to see where your money goes that it helps people. It's making a difference. People are giving their lives to Christ here and all over the world. And so I just wanted you guys to understand that. So just one thing to think and pray about, action step as we as we head into this week, that you pray about making a commitment to serve God and people in 2024 with our time, talent, and treasure. Again, we got these handouts that say stewardship on the tables outside the sanctuary. They're in our e-newsletter. 
Think and pray. Talk with your family. What's God calling us to do with our time, with our talent, and with our treasure in 2024? So some of the conversations that happen in our life groups and our our Sunday school classes and on Sunday mornings uh, that, that I'm privy to are people really wrestling with, hey, this is going great in my family, and this is not going well in my family. This is going great in my marriage. This is not going well in my marriage. This is going great with my parenting skills. This is not going great. This is going great with me being single, and this is not going great with me being single. We have people who uh, can't drive anymore, and they're wrestling with, what does it mean to be a Christian without being able to drive and get to churches as much as I want? We we had somebody who, in a small group, was feeling really sad and lonely and said, they called up somebody else in the small group said, hey, can I come over? I just don't want to be by myself. And, and the person they called, their house was a wreck. Their kids were going crazy, right? But they said, you know what? You come on over right now, right? To have that vulnerability to say, I don't, I don't need to be alone. And they say, you know what? My house is a mess. I need a couple hours to clean up. Didn't even say it, just like that. You need to come because we're unified. We're not uniform, but we're unified. What we stand for is Jesus. What we stand for is ministry. What we stand for is helping people live life to the full. And that's what the world needs, and I am proud to be your pastor. So are we willing to do whatever it takes to reach people for Jesus in our community? I think we are, because you're already doing it. So thank you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.